0: Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Come on, let's magnify him today. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody say amen to that. I want the blessing of God in my life. Lord, I want your blessing in my life. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. The book of Matthew, chapter 12. Let's stand for the reading of the word of the Lord. Matthew, chapter 12, reading with verse 39. Thank you, praise team. Amen. Amen. It's good to be in the house of God. If you weren't awake, you probably were, became awake after that thunderstorm that passed through around 625. God's getting you up for church this morning Amen Thank you for making your way to the house of God On such a rainy day here The Lord wants to do something in your life I've often wondered, often thought Sometimes people view that most of the time That God is against them They're trying to figure out When's God going to strike them Truth of the matter is we are His children He's not against us He is for us. He wants to bless us. Look at your neighbor and say, you're a child of God. Act like it. Come on. Sometimes we see him and feel rejected because we don't understand the love of God, because we don't know the word of God. Ye err not knowing the scripture, nor the power of God. I promise you this, he loves you more than you love him. Can somebody say amen? Matthew chapter 12 verse 39 but he answered and said unto them and an evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign and there shall no sign be given to it but the sign of the prophet Jonas or Jonah for as Jonah was three days and three nights in the whale's belly so shall the son of man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh shall rise in judgment with this generation and shall condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonah and behold, a greater than Jonah is here. Somebody shout, a greater than Jonah is here the queen of the south, speaking of the queen of Sheba, shall rise up in the judgment with this generation and shall condemn it for she came from the uttermost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon and behold, a greater than Solomon is here. Amen. Solomon in all of his wisdom doesn't compare to the Jesus that's here right now. A greater than Solomon is here somebody say a greater is here right now look at your neighbor turn to two or three people say a greater is here right now so if you believe is greater shout he's greater I'm gonna go ahead and tell you he's greater than your problem he's greater than your sickness he's greater than your cancer he's greater than your past He's greater than the tumor. He's greater than the chaos. Somebody shout, he's greater. Amen. Amen. God bless you as you are seated today. The setting of the scripture this morning is in Matthew 12. The Bible says, and Jesus went on the Sabbath day, through the corn. He went through the cornfield and his disciples were and hungry, or hungry, and they began to pluck the ears of corn and to eat. I've done that several times. I have went through the cornfield setting the, 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 the garden that we have and plucked the ear of corn and from the, the top of the corn start peeling that ear once I pull it from the stalk and began to open that corn up. There's been a time or two I tasted it before we even cooked it. I don't know if I was hungry or curious, but Jesus took his disciples when they were hungry through a cornfield on the Sabbath day. And like usual, when you read scripture, Jesus had two groups of people around him. He had hungry people on one side and critics on the other side. Hungry people that wanted what he had and other people trying to catch him up doing something wrong. And sure enough, he knew who was around him. He had hungry disciples but then he had critical Pharisees. And the Pharisees were standing there trying to catch him up, trying to break the law. And when they saw him take his disciples to the cornfield on the Sabbath, cause you're not supposed to even pick up a stick on the Sabbath, he, when he saw them and they saw the disciples plucking the ears of corn, eating it right there, they started complaining. They started saying to him, what are you doing? Do you not know that it's unlawful to pluck corn on the Sabbath? And he says to them in Matthew 12 and three, he said, have you not read what David did, speaking to King David, when he was hungry and they that were with him, how he entered into the house of God and did eat the shoe bread. Shoe bread was bread only for the priest. Holy bread, they called it. It was shoe bread, he said, which was not lawful for him to eat neither for them which were with him, but only for the priests. Or have you not read in the law, he said, how that on the Sabbath days the priests in the temple profane the Sabbath and are blameless? They do things on the Sabbath that they're allowed to get by with? He said, but I say unto you, that in this place is one greater than the temple. What he was saying was this. He said, there is a law of hunger that allows people that are hungry to eat even if it's on the Sabbath. He said, the one that you're talking to right now, that you're trying to catch up in a wrongful act. He said, the truth of the matter is, is I am greater than David. I am greater than the priest. I am greater than the law. I am greater than the temple. Can I tell you here right now? He's greater than this building. He's greater than the preacher in this building. He's greater than the saints in this. He's greater, 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 greater. There's nobody like him. He is the King of Kings and he is the, oh, somebody shout, he's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. They were so caught up in religiosity. They were so caught up in just going to the house of God. They were so caught up in being holier than their neighbor that when God is standing before them in the image of Jesus Christ, they could not even discern that it was him. They were so upset because when he started healing people, he healed a man with a withered hand. He healed another man that was blind and, uh, or he was deaf and dumb and when people started saying maybe this is the Messiah they got so upset. They were trying to catch him up in an act to say that he was not the one. They were looking for another. But what he was saying is there's no need to look for another. The greater is here. Amen. Greater than David. Greater than Solomon. Greater than Jonah. I come to preach to you today that there's nowhere else to look for your for the solution to your situation. What you need today is already here and his name is Jesus he's got the answer to your problem he's got the answer to your marriage he's got the answer to your sickness somebody shout greater look at two or three people beside you and say the Lord is greater there's something about the hunger of God hunger for the things of God when he saw that his disciples were hungry he took them to the corn he knew what they were going to say He knew what they were gonna do around him, but there was something about a law of hunger. And I feel in this building today that there's some people in here that you're saying, I'm so hungry, I'm so hungry for a change. I need a change in my life. I need a change in my direction. I need a miracle. I need a healing. I need my relationship to be fixed. Could I tell you, you're not gonna find a greater anywhere else than what's in this building right now. He is the solution to every problem. Somebody say amen. When you begin to look at scripture, you'll find that Jesus, there's a theme through scripture about him being greater. John the Baptist proclaimed him. He said, the one that is coming after me is mightier than I. He said, I've got to decrease because he must increase. Somebody say, he's greater. There's a verse that says he's able to do exceeding abundantly, above all, that we can ask or even think. You know what he was saying? If you can imagine it, he's greater than that. He's greater than your imagination. He's greater than anything you've ever pictured. The Bible says, great is the Lord, and he is greatly to be praised. I feel like preaching to somebody that has felt like giving up because what was your solution was not good enough. I come to tell you, he's greater than anything you've ever tried. He's greater than anybody you've ever been around. He's greater. Amen. Somebody say, he's greater. Oh, he's greater. He is. He's greater. He's greater. It's the will of God to understand the concept of God is that he's greater than you look at your neighbor say he's greater than you i don't want to hurt your feelings but he's greater than your spouse he's greater than your children look at your neighbor say told you so amen he's greater than your spouse he's greater than your children he's greater than your job he's greater than your boss he's greater than this building he's greater than this preacher He's greater than anybody in this room. Anybody that you know, he's greater than the nation. He's greater than the economy. He's greater than your diagnosis. He's greater, he can do anything. He can do anything, but you gotta believe he's greater than that. He's greater, somebody shout, he's greater. Greater. Amen, when you begin to understand he's greater. The Bible says he, in John chapter four, you see the theme of this when he goes through Samaria. John 4, 4 records that he must needs go through Samaria. Now, people that would study theologians, maybe some theologians would look at that and say, oh, well, Jesus was a man of of logic. He was very, very practical. And so the shortest distance from point A to point B would take the shortcut through Samaria because that's just how the Lord was. Oh no, that's not why he went to Samaria. He must needs go to Samaria because there's a woman there that needs him. Oh yeah, she had had five husbands and the one she now has didn't belong to her. And he didn't just show up at the well where she was going to try to get her thirst satisfied. He showed up at the time she would be there. It was at noon. The reason it came at noon, because she wasn't allowed to go in the mornings with the women. She was shamed to show up in the evenings with the women when they would go to the, well, to the well to gather their water. Oh, yo, she, he went there at noon because people didn't go the mid-hot day because but she had to because she was rejected by her own village because she was a woman, some would say, of ill repute. She was a woman of sin and mistake. But when everybody else had rejected her, guess what he did? He went to where she was. You didn't come to him. John 15 said, you didn't choose me. He said, I chose you. You didn't come to God. God came to you. He came to where you are. Oh, I said he came to you. When he saw you, he was moved by compassion. Can I tell you, he knew she would be there before he ever got there. He went there, and the Bible says, Joseph, that he sat on the well. He sat on that well knowing she was going to come by. And when she, when she walks up, when she walks up, he looks at her and he said, give me the drink. And she was thrown off. She was thrown off. She says, how is it he, he would have, he might've had the curls coming out of his temples. He was a Jew, lived, he lived as a Jew. They would have known he was a Jew. And uh, she was from Samaria. She was known as a Samaritan. And if a Jew wanted to throw off on another Jew, you'd say, thou Samaritan. They even called Jesus a Samaritan. They weren't complimenting him. They were throwing off on him. Thou Samaritan. So he's in Samaria. He's sitting on a well, being weary with his journey. How many know he went to where she was? And when he said, woman, would you give me the drink? And she said, oh, hold on a minute. This is sort of outside of culture. She said, Why would you ask of me a drink when the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans? A Jew wouldn't even let a Samaritan in their house. They were considered lower than, less than, rejected of. But here's Jesus sitting there waiting on her because even her own people, her own Samaritan people, had rejected her. She was seemingly there alone. Not only was she alone, she was thirsty. You're probably in this building right now. You have said before you got here, I'm alone. God didn't only see that you're alone. He saw that you're thirsty. Cause there's something that pulls God. Is people that are thirsty for more. People that are hungry for more. He broke the Sabbath because they were hungry. He let them eat the shoe bread because they were hungry. He let priests do certain things on the Sabbath because of hunger. And he turns around and he says, am I not greater? Am I not the Lord of the Sabbath? And when he went to this well, he sent his disciples grocery shopping because they were Jews. And he knew they wouldn't approve of his company. Amen. But he went there and said, he said, give me the drink. And she said, "How is it thou been a Jew? Ask a drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews had no dealings with the Samaritans. And, and, uh, and Jesus said, woman, if thou knewest the gift of God, if you only knew the gift of God and who was said unto thee, give me the drink, you would have asked of him and he would have given thee living water. Let me put it in this interpretation. If you only knew who you were talking to, you would have asked me for the drink of water. You would've asked me for living water. But she had an attitude. You know how people can get an attitude. She had a little attitude. She had a, she had an attitude. And her attitude was sort of, well, who do you think you are? Going to give me a drink, if I'd have asked you. You don't even have a pitcher and the well is deep. Who do you think you are? She said, art thou greater than our father Jacob? made this well and for his children and for his cattle? Who are you great? Woman, if it's obvious that you don't know who you're talking to, he's not only greater than your father Jacob, he's greater than father Abraham. He's greater than Isaac. He's greater than Jacob. Come on. He's greater than Jeremiah the prophet. He's greater than Ezekiel and Daniel. He's greater than Zechariah, Zephaniah, Haggad. He's greater than all of them. Come on. You know why? Because he wasn't just another prophet. He wasn't just somebody sitting on the well. The Bible says in John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by this man, and without him was not anything made that was made. He was the Creator. He was the Elohim. He was the El Shaddai. He was Jehovah. He was the Lord God Almighty. I wish somebody would jump to your feet and shout, he's greater, he's greater, he's greater, he's greater. You know why they rejected him? Look at your neighbor say, he's greater. You know why they rejected him? I'm going to tell you why. You can be seated. Because he didn't come in the form they thought he should come in. When he showed up, he wasn't born in the castle. He wasn't born in the, in the mansion of Galilee. Oh no. He was born in Bethlehem and they had the rent a livery stable because there was no room for him in the inn. When Mary showed up and her belly was sticking out, she's about to have him. All they saw was a pregnant lady with a husband that's saying, She's with child, she's about to have this baby. Is there any room? And they said, there's no room in the end. I'm going to tell you right now, if they would have realized who was in her womb, they would have built a room. That evacuated the whole place and said, the king is here. Hold on a minute. The creator of all glory, the creator of the heaven and the earth is right here right now. We're making room for him now. How many believe that's true? Then I say to you, a greater than anybody in your world is here. We can make room for our job. We can make room for vacation. But can you make room in your life for Jesus Christ? He's still here. You got to make room for him. We got to make room for him. I know your schedules are busy. I know you're trying to work a job and make money. But there's still got to be somebody that says, He's greater than my spouse, He's greater than my children. I need to make room for him in my life. A greater, I'm going to tell you why they rejected him. They rejected him because he was born in a livery stable. I'm going to tell you why else he was raised in Nazareth. He wasn't just Jesus Christ. He was known as Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And in John 7 and 8, when they begin to argue who he was, they begin to say, oh, this can't be him because isn't our Savior coming from Galilee? But he's from Nazareth. They misunderstood not knowing who he was because they had some different spectacle, something different imagined about how he would show up. My goodness, but when he was born, the angels began to say, glory to God in the highest. The Bible says all of heaven rejoiced. How many believe that? when he was born, but they can not see him because they were so caught up in their Sabbaths, they were so caught up in their religiosity that he's standing three feet from them and they don't even recognize that it's him. It's possible to come to the house of God on a Sunday and Jesus walked right in here and we feel the moving of his spirit and we are looking for another. He comes right in the building and we think that our problem is bigger. We can't get our mind off of our financial plan. We can't get our mind off of what the doctor said. We can't get our mind off of what the kids did. We can't get our mind off what the spouse didn't do. And you come and sit right in the middle of service and you forget that what is in this building is greater than anything I'm dealing with. He's greater than your problem. He's greater than your cancer. He's greater than your liver disease. He's greater than your lung issue. He's greater I'm telling you right now. There's one in this building that can heal every broken heart. He can heal every feeble body. He can heal every cripple. He can heal you today. Somebody shout, a greater is here. They didn't recognize him because he was just the son of the carpenter. He's just a man from Nazareth. Oh but there were some that knew who he was because when the storm was raging and they had folded their nets and followed him because in one moment of one day's fishing they saw more fish caught at the Sea of Galilee than they'd ever seen in all of their days of fishing. When he told Simon Peter cast the net on the right side and when he cast the net on the right side they pulled in a hundred and fifty three fishes and some and Peter got on his knees and repented and realized this isn't just the son of a carpenter, this is the Messiah and he said I'm not worthy even for you to be on my boat you know what he was saying, a greater than anybody is right here, I feel like God today wants to show you that he loves you and he's greater than anything in your life that's opposing you, I'm preaching to somebody today that you've given up on life, oh you've run to another drug, you've run to something else because you feel so empty, you feel so alone. But can I tell you, he's greater than your loneliness. He's greater than your emptiness. He's greater than your anxiety. He's greater than your depression and fear. He's greater. Somebody shout, he's greater. Oh, they got in a storm. They got in a storm one day. And when they got in the storm, come here. Come here, Simon Peter. They, 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 they knew there was. he was special. They realized, for Simon Peter even said, thou art the Christ. You're the son of the living God. That's what Simon Peter had said. They get out on a boat one day and the storm is raging against them. They started fretting. It looked like the ship was going to sink. It looked like the ship was going to go under. Simon Peter ran down woke him up and guess what? He come up and he said, Peter! Be still. And the tempestuous winds, raging winds, the dark clouds. In one your name, Simon Peter? It is right now. Amen. What's your name? Tyandre. All right, Simon Peter, are you ready? When he said, peace be still. the wind stopped and they said what manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey one word from him and all the trouble stopped 20 years of chaos and one word from him one church service that you realize is greater than the family problem greater than the sickness, greater than the fear, greater than, I haven't forgot about you, greater than the addiction, greater than the cycle that keeps failing. 20 years, 20 years of trying but failing. Circle of do good and fall off, do good and fall off get Jesus you do good and you can stay good amen because he's able to stop every storm just and they said what manner of man you know what they were saying he's greater he's greater than the storm he's greater than the winds of opposition he's greater than the chaos. he's greater 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 i come to preach to you he is greater he's greater <laughs> Simon Peter I want you to say what manner of man is this can you say that I hope y'all don't feel that way. Say what manner of what manner? A man, A man is, this, is this, that even the wind, say the wind, the wind. and the sea, and the sea. Obey, him. obey him. I'm telling you, when you can command the storm to stop, you're greater than anybody in town. Yeah. Amen. I'm preaching to somebody that you've walked in here and there's a storm that's raging in your life. Just one word from the master and he can calm the raging storm. He can calm the trouble in your life. He Come, come on, somebody clap your hands and say he's evil. Now, now this woman that had an attitude sitting at the well, she didn't know who he was. She said, who do you think you are? That's sort of what she was saying, Joseph. She was saying, Art thou greater than our father Jacob? I already preached to you that I think he's greater. How many like to went up that woman and shook her real good? Woman! Don't you know who you're talking to? He's the creator of the universe. He's not just the son of the carpenter. He's not just a Jew. He's the Messiah. He's the Christ. Woo! Well, she came mad. Finally, she said, okay. She said, give me a drink. He said, woman, if you drink of this water, you'll thirst again, but the water that I shall give you shall be in you a well of living water springing up in the everlasting life. Nobody can give you everlasting life but one. Jesus said, no man come to the Father except by me. How I many know he's the way, he's the truth, and he's the life? You can't get it. That's why you go to church, because you can't get everlasting life anywhere else. Hey, and when she said this to him, but she, he said, "Drink. The, you come to this water, you'll thirst again, but the water I shall give shall be in you a well of living water. You'll never thirst again. She said, okay. I can hear the old preacher saying, dust your stranger with dust all over you. Weary, weary traveler. Give me this well. Give me this water that I neither to thirst, neither come hither to, hit to draw. He said, okay, good. You can be seated. He said, Come here, Nautica. You're going to be the woman at the well. Come on. You know what he told her? He said, here's what I want you to do. He said, uh, <clears throat> she said, give me a drink. Say that. He said, go get your husband. Well, I don't know how she responded. I imagine her face turned real red. <coughs> she probably had a little cough and it. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Dust got in my lungs. <coughs> She said, I don't have a husband. Do you have a husband? Oh, just making sure. I want you to say, I have no husband. He said, well, you've had five. And the one you now have isn't yours. When he said that, she really started coughing. You know what she said? She said, I perceive you're a prophet. You know what she was saying? You're greater than just the dusty stranger sitting on the well. This she started getting real spiritual, you know. She said, <clears throat> well, you know, the Jews say we need to worship in Jerusalem, but we say that Samarita, Samaria is a place we ought to worship. She said, oh my goodness, she tried to sidetrack him. But you know what is so powerful about the story? I'm going to tell you one thing. It's like I, I looked at a guy, called me one time, he said, I need to talk to you, preacher. I said, yeah. He said, can I meet you at the church? I went to school with him. I said, yeah, we met he said, I have smoked pot every night for two years. I need delivered. I said, amen. You need to repent. He repented, and I got up. I said, let me tell you a little story about a woman at the well. The Bible says when she left Jesus, she left her pot. Amen. That's what I told her. <laughs> yeah. I said, what you're trying to get, while well, she was trying to get it out of that pot, she can get out of the well. Can you believe that? I mean, believe what you're trying to get out of the world, you can get out of Jesus Christ. He's greater than the pot. He's greater than the drugs. He's greater than the alcohol. I said, he's greater. You know what's so Powerful. Not again. you know what's so powerful is she had had five husbands the one she now had wasn't hers But he still offered her the well of living water. You know why because he's greater than her past He's greater than her mistakes. He's greater than her failures. I come to tell you he's greater He's greater than anything you've ever always somebody would jump to your feet and shout he's greater than my situation He's greater than the chaos I've created He's greater Remain standing all over the building here today. I think we ought to worship him for a moment. Hallelujah. Somebody say, the Lord is greater. Lord is greater. What are you going through this morning? That you need a greater than. He's greater than that. We have seen so many miracles in this building. We have. I've seen people with eyes healed in this building. I've seen cancers healed. Lady stood right there healed of terminal cancer, had six months to live. Watched it happen. First time ever in a church, God had spoke to me. And he said, I'm going to heal everybody that comes on Sunday night. Tell the church to bring every sick person they know. I got them saying, next Sunday night, there's going to be a healing service. People came, filled this building up with people. Everybody in the building that was sick got healing. One of them was Anna, terminal lung cancer. She stood right there. And I I preached 15 minutes. God gave me a word. I preached 15 minutes about the lepers. He He said, go show yourself to the priest. And as they went, when they went, they were made whole. She was sitting about right here. I told everybody, I said, I don't have time to lay hands on everybody. I said, if you need a miracle, get out of your seat and just start walking and believe. Just go. She got up from that seat and started walking. She told me the next week, she called me. She said, Pastor, she said, I gotta tell you something. I've never been to a Pentecostal church. She said, when you told me to get out of that, when you told the church, get out and walk, she said, she had terminal lung cancer, six months to live. She'd already given her stuff away, sitting at the house waiting to die when Brother Jay Southall knocked on the door and said, my pastor said, God said that, he said, my pastor said that God said Everybody needs a healing on Sunday night's gonna be healed. He said, I'd like you to come. She said, when I stepped out of that seat, it felt like fire burned through me. Greater. Greater. She told me, she said, I've already been to the doctor this week. She said, the doctor put a scope down my lungs and pulled the scope out and said, Anna, what happened to you? There is no cancer in your lungs he's greater than cancer come on I'm preaching to somebody he's greater than cancer lift your hand brother heart and believe we're believing for healing we're believing for the miracle strength and recovery oh Lord from every scar every infirmity Let there be divine healing that comes over his body in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, I pray for Sister Wendy to be healed. Every back pain. I pray. Come on, I want you to pray with me. A greater is in this building. God, I pray from this day forward. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I've seen so many miracles. If you, do, if you have migraines, raise your hand. You got migraines. Step out of your seat. Step out of your seat and believe. Get out of your seat. I, I'm dead serious. You die, deal with migraines, step out of your seat and believe that God's going to heal you. Yes. Come on, believe it. I want you to lift your hands to the Lord. He's greater than your migraine. He's greater. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go ahead, lift your hands. In the name of Jesus, we're believing. Come on, turn it to the Lord. You don't have to be perfect to get a miracle. You just gotta have faith. She was still in sin when he offered her the well of water. His love. His love for you. You're watching online and you did a miracle, let God heal you. Somebody shout, he's a healer. Do you believe he's greater than your sickness? I'm telling you, I believe it, I've seen it. I'm not trying to embarrass anybody, I believe for healing. Do you believe God healed you? Can you feel the touch of God in your life? Brother David, can you feel that? Amen, that's God. That's, that's not enthusiasm. It's not inspiration, that is that is the hand of the Lord at thirteen sixty-five Chamberlain Street, and I'm gonna tell you a greater is here. Woo! No sickness is greater than you. No sickness. Is stronger than you. Somebody shout, no sickness. No is sickness. greater than you. He's, greater, than you. He's greater. Uh, greater. Greater. I saw right there, one leg shorter than the other. Instantly healed. Nobody touched her. I saw somebody right here. Lady crippled. One leg shorter than the other. Healed instantly right beside me. I saw a man right here get healed. A crippled man got healed his body. Sister Jackie, you'll remember when Jim Davis came to the office. He said, there's the pastor here. He said, I worked all day to prove that I was healed. He said, there's a motor scooter in the back of my truck where I've been crippled for years. He said, there's no pain. Do you remember that, Sister Jackie? He said, there's no pain in my body. I am healed. Granny. Oh You're here and you said, but I've had 10 years of this and nothing worked. Great news. A greater than all your treatment is in the building. I watched that man that was healed, that was crippled. He told me later, he said, when I opened my eyes, my eyes were blurry. He said, I thought, why are my eyes blurry? I just got prayed for. He said, I took off my glasses and I can see clearly. God had healed his eyes. Greater. Greater. I've seen so many miracles in this building. One man, before I ever moved to Zanesville, he died right there, still alive. Died. Medical team come in, checked him. There was no pulse, turning blue. The church started praying, and God gave his life back. Because no matter what you're going through, there's a God that's greater than anything in your life. He's greater I want you to say to yourself, God's greater than my past, God's greater than my past. Because, he is my because He is my future. Suicidal thoughts, God can fix it. Amen. No self-worth, He's greater than your in inadequacy Amen. and your insecurity. Amen. He's greater than the abuse of your past, the mistakes of your past. He's greater. Amen. We have seen countless miracles in this building that have proved that He's greater than anything we go through. I'm gonna tell you what stirs me, stirs me, is when he walked among them, five loaves and two fishes fed the multitude, and everybody said, i they've all said, "I've never seen anything like this," and yet they wouldn't repent, turn away in one message, open the blinded eyes and healed their sick, raised their dead. Fed the hungry and they wouldn't repent. And finally, he made a statement. He said, The generation, look, look at me. He said, He said, the Ninevites are going to show up in judgment. And he said, And they're going to condemn this generation because Jonah preached one message and the, all the Ninevites repented, but you haven't. He said, Behold, a greater. Then Jonah's here. My, 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 He said, I'm going to tell you what else is going to happen for all of you who haven't repented. He said, the Queen of the South, speaking of the Queen of Sheba, she's going to show up in judgment. And she's going to condemn this generation. Because she came a thousand miles without a plane, a train, or an automobile to go hear the wisdom of Solomon. He said, behold, a greater than Solomon is here. He said, truth of the matter is, you're in the temple, but I'm greater than the temple. I'm greater than your religion. I'm greater than just formality. Somewhere, you got to make a vow to him and say, God, you're, a, you're more important than my spouse. You're more important than my dreams. You're more important. Lord, you are what I need. God did not just want to heal you. He wants to save you, yes. save you from your sin. It would be terrible to be a member of the Anchor, to attend all these services and seeing the power of God among us. I could go I could go on for a long time telling stories about the miracles of God. People that stood on Bibles and couldn't have children and God opened their womb and God gave them babies. I've seen miracles after miracle after miracle. It'd be terrible to stand before God and never repented. And he said, I was right there among you and you never gave your life to me. You know what's gonna happen? There are gonna be people in this church that'll stand up and say, I was there, I repented. I'm not trying to be condemning. I'm telling you, that's what judgment's gonna be. People that gave their life to God, I'm gonna tell you what I feel in this room. There's a greater than Jonah in this room. Yeah. There's a greater than Solomon in this room. His name is Jesus. No wisdom is wiser than you. Would you lift your hands and say, God, I know you're real. God, put somebody in your life so you can see his power. Turn from your sin. Make a vow to him. God, I know this is right. And I know you're here and I'm going to serve you. Come on, there's a call of repentance in this room. Hallelujah, Jesus. There's a greater, there's a greater than your past. There's a greater than your sickness. There's a greater than the wisest in your life. He's here in this room to do a wonder working miracle with you. But also he wants you to repent of your sins. Because he didn't just come to heal you and to fix you come to save you from your sin. He's wanting you to turn away from your sin. God, I'm sorry for the things I've done. Oh, there's a call of God right now in this room. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Hallelujah. If you are in this room right now and the Lord is pulling on your heart, I want you to raise your hand. God's calling you to repentance. That's it. Hallelujah. You have felt the power of God. You have felt the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, that's it, raise your hand. If God's pulling your heart, I want you to be honest with me. You know what I think you should do? I'd come to this altar and repent. Come on, all over this building. I wouldn't wait on anybody else. I already know that the greater is in the building. I'm going today to get my life right. I'm going today to make a covenant with God. Come on, that's it. Invite somebody beside you. Say, let's go talk to the Lord. Hallelujah. You're saying right now, I don't have to look any further. I found what I need. It's Jesus. I found what I'm looking for. He's Jesus. Come on, maybe you're like the woman at the well. You felt unworthy, rejected by family, friends, even society. But He came here for you. It's not an accident you're here. Hallelujah. Come on, some of you praying saints, come and help me pray. Come and help me pray. Some of you elders, some of you ministers, come and help me. I don't have to look anywhere else. Hallelujah. Come and say I know you're what I no need No power you is will be you